You're listening to Her Path to Success, a podcast to empower women to pursue a career that aligns with their passions and core values. We encourage women to show up, take actions, and thrive in their own ways. If you're looking to get inspired and expand your mind, you are in the right place. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Her Path to Success. I'm your host, Peggy Wu. I am a registered yoga teacher and a certified life coach. And her path to success is my way to encourage everyone to have a career that aligns with your passion and core values. I know some people might not like the word passion. If that's you, then think of this as a vision, right? What's your vision for the future? And hopefully you can be in a career that you love and that allows you to realize your vision. Also, I interview female entrepreneurs, change makers on the show to use their story to inspire you, my listeners. And I'm hoping you show up, take action and thrive in your own way. So today on Her Path to Success, my guest is Allison Young, a full-time movement professional living in New York City. She has nine years of experience in the fitness and wellness industry, and she's a yoga teacher, personal trainer, and instructor. She currently works full-time for a Fortune 500 corporate wellness program in management and has a monthly yoga strength and Pilates program called Mindful Moves that she runs virtually. Allison started out as a dancer and fell into the fitness world as a group fitness instructor and personal trainer to pay her bills. At one time, that meant working seven jobs at once to make ends meet. She shares how she found a more sustainable path, one that allowed for some downtime and gave her overworked body a rest. Plus, listen to her thoughts on diet culture, how an undiagnosed eating disorder informs her perspective as a fitness professional, and her advice to others who are interested in this career path. It's a great reminder that there is no one-size-fits-all approach to fitness or to creating a fulfilling and sustainable career. Let's meet Allison Young. Hi, my name is Allison Young. I am a yoga teacher, personal trainer, and fitness professional based in New York City. Hey, Allison. Hi, Peggy. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm so happy to see you today. How about you? How are you doing? I'm good. I just had a, you know, this is like a four day weekend for me. So uh-huh. it's been a great relaxing weekend. I got to see my family um, from Pittsburgh. So it was super exciting. So Allison, I am so happy that you're here today. Well, you and I met at Jason Crandall's 500-hour teacher training. So I want you to tell our listeners more about what you do. So tell us about you. (laughs) Yeah. Do you want me to start? I'll start at the beginning, right? Sure. Yeah, please. Sure. (laughs) So um, I grew up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, I started dancing when I was about five years old and until I was 
in my mid twenties, that was my career path. That's what I wanted to do with my life. Um, and then I, I went to college at James Madison University in Virginia. I studied dance and English. I moved, and then I moved to New York City um, about eight months after college. And when I moved to New York City, I was taking dance classes, I was auditioning, and I started teaching fitness classes as a way to make some, some side money, as a way to pay my rent instead of working at a restaurant. So I started, I started teaching uh, cardio hip hop classes, which are like, were like Zumba, but instead of the Latin music, it was hip hop music. Um, I started teaching that. I started doing personal training. I got all my certifications. I taught bar for a while. And for the first, I want to say two to three years I was working in fitness, I was teaching classes running around New York City. Um, teaching close to 20 classes a week and training clients and running from one place to another place. I think at some point I had about seven jobs and I, I really loved it. I loved how I could fuse dance and fitness together and um, make dancing fun and, and exciting for other people um, and kind of something that everybody could do. So it wasn't so technical the way that I had grown up. Um, and about three years into working and teaching all of those classes, I was offered a full-time position in a corporate wellness job. So, um, you know, a fortune 500 company, they have a gym in their office building. So I was working in their office building, doing operations, personal training, teaching classes, um, equipment maintenance opening and closing the facility, the lot, it's a big list of responsibilities. Um, so I've been doing that ever since. I've been doing that for six years. The first few years, I kept teaching my outside classes. I was teaching um, mainly spin at different locations. And then I was also working full-time. And then I finally got offered a management position and I've been managing for the past three years and um, kind of gave up, was able to give up my outside work. And I mainly teach yoga now. I did, as you said, we did our 500 hour yoga teacher training together. So I, I mainly teach yoga, um, but I also teach strength classes and Pilates fusion classes. Um, and during the pandemic, that has kind of been my, my passion project is that I started my own um, program class group, I don't know what you want to call it, but we do, we were at one point meeting three to four times a week um, doing different different classes. And now I've cut it back to one class a week now that I'm back at work. Um, and so I'm teaching one yoga class a week. And then I write out a strength program for everybody in the group. And um, then I do some pop-up classes we do throughout the month. So I want to backtrack a little bit because I heard something sure. earlier that I thought that was very interesting. You mentioned you were working seven <laughs> jobs yeah. at once. What was that like? And what were you doing? Okay. So my dad always jokes about this. He's like, this, you should have some kind of record for the most jobs ever held by one person. But, you know, I was teaching um, probably at three or four four fitness studios 
Um, so, you know, each studio you teach anywhere from three to five classes a week. So it added up to a full-time job. And then I was also, I had a couple personal training clients at the time. And I think I was still teaching dance to kids at that point too. Um, it was a lot. Like I, I'm exhausted thinking about it, talking about it right now. Um, but it was, I mean, it was fun. But then, you know, I just ran around, taught classes and work, worked out all day. It was exhausting, um, but really fun. I was like in my early 20s. So I had the energy to do all of that. You know, I, in college, I was dancing for three to five hours a day. Um, and then some days I'd go to the gym on top of that. Um, so I had like all the energy to do all of the things. And then finally it was just when I was offered the full-time position, I was like, yeah, I think I'm 25 now. Like I'm starting to feel I was, I had plantar fasciitis pretty bad and my feet from walking around and jumping and teaching all these high intensity classes. And so I was like, yeah, it's time to cut back. You were teaching so many classes at once and injury is a big thing for all the fitness teachers. I mean, including yoga teachers. So mm -hmm. how do you manage that? How do you take care of your body to avoid or at least minimize the chance of getting injured? Right. I mean, it's, I mean, that in itself, it takes time. Um, I think you need to have a self-care routine. I think that's really important. I was going to, to a chiropractor. I was going to get acupuncture. Um, I was going to physical therapy, but I think that I was overdoing it myself. You know, like it's not, it's not normal. It's not healthy to exercise for three days, three hours a day. Um, so I think working in fitness as a yoga teacher, doing that full time, you have to find a way to kind of like scale back a little bit. Um, so yes, I had all this energy and I could teach for three hours a day and could do all of these classes along with my students. But I think the best thing to do is to learn how to teach without doing everything with your students. To learn how to teach and do, have really awesome verbal cues or you set up your, whatever you're doing, if it's a yoga class, you set up the pose, get out of it. Don't stay there with the class, get out of it and go walk around the room and help people. Um, when you first start teaching, most people do everything with their classes, right? Like you kind of have to, to get into it. But I think there's a point where you realize that you have to scale back because if you don't, it's just going to cause it, and it's not even like I had um, the injuries I was getting. It wasn't like I was breaking my leg or which I did do when I was in college, but that wasn't while I was actually dancing. Um, but the injuries I had weren't like I was breaking a bone or anything like that. They were repetitive stress injuries, which could be avoided with less repetition, with less impact by not doing the entire class full out with everyone. Allison, I'm curious, why did you choose to teach fitness as your career? So it's kind of an accident. 
Um, I was working in a restaurant, um, hostessing, and a gentleman came in and we started, the Knicks game was on TV and I like to watch basketball. We started watching the game together as he was waiting for his food. And I was like, oh, that was such a terrible shot. And we started talking and it came out that I was a dancer and he said to me, why are you doing this instead of doing that's more something that you could use your dance skills as a part of your career? And I thought, well, that's an excellent question. Tell me more. And he, he told me that he managed a gym and they're always looking for personal trainers. So I applied before I was even certified. I applied, I got the job. And as soon as I got the job, I started shadowing uh, trainers and working on my certification. What do you love the most about your work? And what are the challenges? Um, so the thing that I love the most, I love teaching yoga. Um, and I, everywhere that I've gone, I've made it a part of my full-time job to also teach. So we have the ability to teach classes. So whenever I can it breaks up the day, first of all, to like get out from behind the desk or, you know, um, whatever I might be doing to go and teach a yoga class. Um, that's my favorite part of my job. Um, there's a lot of challenges. I, I will not lie. Um, the nature of this industry, it's a huge hustle, um, especially if you're doing it full time. Um, the pay is difficult. Um, you kind of have to fight for, you know, to get paid a reasonable rate. Um, it's hard to find a job with benefits. It's very competitive. Like we talked about with the injuries, there's long hours and it can lead to injury. Um, you know, depending on where you are, your day could start at 5am and it could end at 9pm. Um, and then like the latest thing that I've been, been dealing with is, you know, I've gone through this whole whole journey during the past year and a half of ditching diet culture and learning about intuitive eating, about health at every size. Um, so I think that's the newest challenge for me is learning how to integrate what I've learned into what I already know. When you are going through challenges, like what do you tell yourself so you are able to keep going? I... That's a great question. Um, and there are days, you know, where it is like a real, where it is challenging because there are so many barriers and so many things that can happen that, you know, can really get you down. And I think working in this industry, it's very, it's very personal, right? You know, where there's a lot of creativity, there's a lot of, um, personalization and everything that we do. So I think at the end of the day, I show up for my clients, for the people in my class. I'm not teaching yoga for me. Yeah. I'm teaching yoga for my students. Is it fair to say that what keeps you going is the desire to serve? Yeah. To show up yeah. for other people. Yeah. Okay. Good. So I'm going to ask you this question next. What are the common reasons that you know of 
um, people hire a trainer? Um, there's a, so many different reasons. Um, it could be somebody working with an injury. You could have somebody who wants to lose weight or they want to gain muscle. Um, they want to get healthier. They struggle with their motivation. Um, they've never worked out before, but their doctor tells them that they need to develop an exercise routine and don't know what to do when they walk into a gym. Um, I, I think that covers a lot of reasons, um, but there, there are so many more. Do you have an ideal client um, or ideal type of I do, client? I do. Yeah. So I, it's actually a friend. <laughs> it's funny because it's actually a, a friend of mine that is, she's a registered dietitian. I hope she's not, I hope she doesn't mind that I'm sharing this, but she's kind of like my ideal person to work with because she has done all of the research over on intuitive eating and she just wants to move to feel good. Um, so it's a really, we have a really great, she comes to all of my classes and we have a really great working relationship um, and have become friends, but um, she would be my ideal client, somebody who doesn't want to lose weight, but wants to feel good. They want to feel healthy um, and they want to, they want to move about the term losing weight. I'm curious about your reason for not wanting to work with someone who only wants to lose weight. So, okay. So we haven't really talked much about this yet, but the whole, so I had a undiagnosed eating disorder um, whenever I was dancing and I had a very unhealthy relationship with food for probably most, for most of my life, um, that didn't start to heal until I started to learn about intuitive eating until I started to do research on health at every size. So for me, it, I'm still kind of new to all of this. So it, it, it's a little bit triggering for, for me. Um, because, you know, I've been, influenced by, by diet culture, by all the messages that we receive. And whenever I was dancing, I just wanted to be, have that dancer's body. I thought that would help me to get a job in the industry. I thought that would make me a better dancer, um, to be super thin. And then I started working in fitness and I wanted to, um, gain, you know, like wanted that typical fitness look with that's, you know, muscular and lean, um, So I was always chasing after this result. And along the way, I was working out so much that I was ending up injured and I was restricting what I ate. And I went through a couple really extreme programs. Um, I will not name the names of the company, (laughs) but yeah. um, So for me, it's, it's, it's something that is hard for me as I'm, as I'm healing my relationship with my body, my relationship with food, my relationship with exercise to, um, have somebody who is still in that mindset that hasn't really done the work to move past it yet. So luckily the, the, where I train, you know, if I train private clients, I choose who I get to work with. 
And um, so that that's the good thing is that there's there's somebody else. I think there there's a lot of different training styles. There's a lot of different trainers. I'm not vilifying anybody who wants to lose weight. Um, but I don't think at this time, that's what I want to focus on. There's other things that I think are far more important than losing weight, you know, because even, even you can improve your cholesterol, you can improve your blood pressure separate from your weight. Like they're not, they're not related health-wise. So it sounds to me that you feel being healthy doesn't mean you have to be at a certain weight. Absolutely. And being healthy is about taking care of your body and Mm -hmm. just be happy with who you are, not by not influenced by an external factor or because someone else looks different or in your mind looks better. It's more about, it's more spiritual. Yeah. And I think my, you know, teaching yoga has had a lot, you know, in, in diving into the, the yoga texts, you know, and you, you start to study, you know, what, what yoga is, and it has nothing to do with what your body looks like. So Allison, what would be your advice and tips for listeners interested in becoming a personal trainer, but they're not sure how to start or turn it into a career? I think, first of all, you have to be doing it for the right reason. Um, You have to be doing it not because you like to work out, but because you want to help people. So if you like to go and lift weights for two hours a day, fine, great. Does that mean that you should be training other people? No. So the first (laughs) advice, piece of advice, because it's hard, It's it's a hard industry it's a hard um, thing to break into. So first, you know, really reflect on what, why you want to do it, you know, just like, you know, with yoga, just because you want to start teaching, you know, because you love yoga doesn't mean that you should become a yoga teacher. There's, you know, there's other ways that you can study without wanting to teach. Um, So that's, that's the first part of it. The other part is get educated please don't just start offering advice (laughs) without your education. Always know why you are prescribing a certain exercise, or even if you're teaching classes, why are you doing what you're doing? What is the purpose of this? Um, So get educated, get your certifications. Um, I highly recommend finding a mentor, finding someone to shadow doing a lot of work with really qualified trainers and instructors before you start doing so. And also getting feedback on your teaching um, and, and training, Um, you know, the last thing you want to do. I mean, it's, it's difficult. You can really hurt someone. I think you have to be doing it for the right reasons. You have to get your training, um, find a mentor, find somebody that you respect. And I think in this world now, there's so much virtual training. You have to train people in person. You can't just make this happen. You can't just wake up and be like, oh, I just want to be a personal, a virtual personal trainer. It, the virtual training has totally changed the game. But I don't think you can be a good virtual trainer unless if you have done so 
to real people in person. The last question I want to ask you is your definition of success. I love this question. Um, Because I don't, I don't think you can define success. I, right. So we set these goals and then like, what happens when we reach the goals? Usually, you know, like you look at someone like Michael Phelps, he's won the Olympics how many times and then you stop your professional career and then the person is like without a purpose. So to me, the success is, become less defined by the outward goals, less defined by the salary, by the, the, whatever the job description by getting to these certain points in my career. And it's become more about the inner success. So, um, you know, finding, finding and learning something new, um, finding inner peace, you know, starting a meditation practice, um, making time for mental and physical health, spending time with loved ones. To me, that's success because all of those outward things, the money's not coming with you. If you lose your job, they'll put out a job posting as you're walking out the door, you can be replaced. So that's not something that I think we can define our success by. It has to be something inward. Well, thank you so much for your time and for being here today. (laughs) Yeah, this was really fun. Um, Yeah, thanks for having me, Peggy. That was Allison Young. I think one of the best advice Allison shares during the interview is to make sure you are getting into the fitness industry for the right reasons. Not just because you like working out, but because you want to help people. It's one of those advice that applies across the board to any career choice. Make sure you're doing it for the right reasons and you'll be more successful. Be sure to check out Allison's website, I will have her links on the show notes. And if you're interested in working with Allison, you can get one free month to her Mindful Moves program with code HERPATH. This program sounds amazing. It includes live yoga classes, strength program, Pilates fusion, and access to over 75 previously recorded on-demand classes. Remember, listeners, you can get one free month to Allison's Mindful Moves with the code HERPATH. All right, if you enjoyed today's episode or this show, please help me spread the word and subscribe and follow. Also connect with me on Instagram or Facebook and let me know what you think of the episode. If you have any career-related questions, whether it's about getting a new job or starting a business, let me know your questions and I can help you find answers or talk about it on the show. Once again, I'll leave all the information in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. Please know that I appreciate and I do feel privileged to have you here listening to the show. Thank you so much. Until next time. Her Path to Success is here to remind you, define success your way, not based on what someone else is doing or what others expect of you. Remember that you are worthy and you have what it takes to succeed. Thank you.